Hey everybody. So anytime I do an interview show that's just not me and my wife or my goofy friends uh, doing the podcast, I'm going to do a, uh, uh, whatever you call this, an introduction uh, so you know who we're talking to. So maybe it makes a little more sense because we're going to probably just jump right into it. Um, today I'm talking to Brian Fagan and uh, I met Brian where we camp up at Sunny Hill he is the director of the Nashville Stops Here Tour and the Grace Musici- Musicians Group. And um, he uh, brings a lot of the talent, like really, really good shows. Uh, Jake Dodds, uh, Sidney Irving, uh, Sam Grow, uh, Six Strings Crossing. I mean, he's brought a bunch of them around. And uh, they're always top-level, top-notch bands. And, uh, you know, I shot a message to him the other day to ask if he'd want to do the podcast and talk a little bit about it and he said sure so here it is enjoy Brian on the phone, and uh, hey, how you doing, John? Good, man. Good, real good. Uh, and uh, I guess your what exactly would your uh, your uh, title or or your profession be? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do a little bit of everything, but my company is Grace Musicians Group. We are the regional director for the Nashville Stops Here Tour, which routes all of the artists out of Nashville and other parts of the country to through new york and we drop them at venues when they have like a radio tour or they're playing at a larger venue like the turning stone or salamanca casino um we you know we bring them to other places such as our favorite happy campground sunny hill campground right right so so basically i guess from what i can see you you put together a whole tour and you kind of plug people in in different places, and and uh, from the way it seems like it's worked in the years past, um, this year looks a little, a little different. Bleak. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was unfortunate this year. We we actually lost over two hundred and thirty shows. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, and you know, some of our favorite venues, the casinos, casinos always great. Um, we love our casino family. Um, during you know New York's six month of winter, it's it's awesome. <laughs> Um, but we do miss our, you know, our outdoor venues such as Sunny Hill and some of the other larger venues down the East Coast that we work with that, you know, have outdoor summer festivals. And, you know, this year definitely took a hard toll. We have some of our artists. Um, we have a young lady, Sydney Irving, mm-hmm. um, who will be coming to Sunny Hill this year um, that has played. You know, we've we've kept her um, playing not large venues, obviously, but, um, you know, out there on the road acoustic playing smaller venues to smaller crowds to keep everybody safe. But it's been tough for the industry. They figure that approximately uh, 27% of all live music venues will have failed by 2021. So how does a musician that, that basically it's their bread and butter, that that's their income. They kind of live on the road and play music all the time. Like what are those guys doing right now? Are they working at Jimmy Dean's (laughs) really just trying (laughs) to get by whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. They, I mean, a lot of the artists, um, I mean, the, the, the larger artists, um, 
even, you know, the major ones that everybody knows, the, you know, the Parmalee and the bigger artist Craig Campbell and, you know, the large Cody Johnson, those guys, those guys, you know, fortunately have a label behind them. Mm-hmm. But even that, um, even large management groups such as William Morris Agency, who's the largest agency in the country, you know, Kenny Chesney, Tim McGraw, Blake Shelton, you know, all the big names, they, they've cut down to 20 percent. Um, of their of their original workforce. Wow! So all those people are out of work. Um, but the artists, the other artists that are out there, they're hustling. You know, they're they're. Um, we have some artists that are coming up here early um, in 2021. They're doing like a backyard and bonfire tour. Um, so they're doing private residences. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with AF. You know, it was easier during the fall when you know it was a little bit warmer out. But um, Drew Baldridge, Sam Grow. Um, Matt Stell, all those guys have actually gone on the road. You know, they do 30 shows in 40 days. Wow. Um, and, you know, it's it's a way to keep, you know, put some money in the pocket. I mean, and they're not cheap. You know, they're still charging, you know, 2000 to $3,000 per show. But a lot of people, I mean, you're a big music guy. Mm-hmm. If you had one of your artists that you could bring up and you could get your buddies to chip in, you'd be like, well, yeah, I get my favorite artist playing for me. I get to hang out with him. It's mm-hmm. well worth it. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's actually so cool. It wouldn't take many buddies to chip in and get a, a group together and have something like no, that yeah, something cool. really cool, absolutely. And that's that's kind of how they're, that they're trying to stay relevant. You know, a lot of to be honest with you, you know, a lot of the guys that are larger artists already obviously have banked enough money that they don't have to play. Mm-hmm. Um, they're what they're doing is they're in studio now. You know, do, doing catching up on a lot of the studio work that they wanted to do, you know, rebranding themselves, you know, hopefully coming out for 2021 um, so that they can come out and just kick everybody in the teeth and sure. lock down a bunch of shows. So do those guys, uh, you know, the guys that tour nonstop and are on the road nonstop, uh, I'm sure it's probably getting a little old now, but was it sort of a, a much needed forced break for those guys too? Uh, you know, the, the, you, I mean, you're familiar with Jake Dodds. He's, mm-hmm. he's a, he's a, you know, he's a great artist. He travels all over the country. Um, it was, they, you know, all the, my boys that I reach out to, you know, in the beginning, you know, first two months, it was, it was good. Um, nobody, obviously nobody expected it to drag out this long. Um, it, it's, it's gotten, it's, it's hurting like a lot of those level of artists because those are the artists that have to work. You know, they, you know, Jake and some of the other people that we've brought up to you, you know, they do 210, 230 shows a year. Wow. Um, you know, Jake, I think is down. I think he's maybe done 80 shows <laughs> and it, it's just, it's painful. Oh, I'm sure. It's painful to see those guys out there. And, and what I do appreciate about a lot of the better artists and it's not a knock against other artists, but they're not out there doing a live stream begging for Venmo money mm-hmm. and PayPal and all of that. They feel that they owe their fans that who've come support them, who've, you know, like Jake, who's come to new venues and you've embraced them. Um, they feel like they owe it to their fans to do live streams, um, you know, for their fans, which I really appreciate. Yeah. That's awesome. No, he's really good. He's one of our favorites when, when he comes around there. Um, it's, it's kind of funny or I, I don't know, I guess the word isn't funny, but interesting to watch these guys grow through the years. Especially yeah, because you saw them early on. Yeah. And uh, the first year, you know, they're good. They're, you know, not bad at all. The, you know, it's good. And then the next year they come back and it, they're way more polished and it's better. And then the third year they come back, they, they blow you away. It's like a, it's amazing to see that pr- transgression 
uh, yeah. and all these artists. It's pretty cool. I, I agree. It, it's kind of funny with the Nashville Stops Here Tour, new venues that we work with um, that sign on to it. It's kind of like when we first started working with Sunny Hill. Um, you, I mean, again, it's not a knock. You have your local artists and some of the you know other bands that people like. But we started bringing them the, these artists in. And the owner said, the only problem with you bringing these guys in is that it makes the other artists that are normally here not look so polished. Right. And, you know, other venues are like, Brian, now you kind of screwed us because now everybody's like, well, one of the good people going to come back. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and that's something that we noticed, too, is that, um, you know, there's lots of, of our local area, regional guys around here that yeah. play. And they're good they're, um, yeah, but... it's just kind of a mess though. It's like, it's like they just go up and sort of play whatever and they're just having a good time and it's really not a show quote unquote. Right. Where... You can't, you can't tell how polished somebody is until you put a higher level of artist to gauge them by. Right. And it's, it's just, it was really cool to see a lot of these bands or, and, and individuals go from a, probably a step above that to yeah. like full-on professional like holy shit this is like a nashville act you know it's it's, yeah. it's so cool national touring like you i i don't know if you were there john but uh two years ago we had cameron Marlowe. um he was he was from the voice oh yes um, yeah we had him at sunny hill he's signed by now by sony records that's cool um a major i mean major major label and this year he was really supposed to break out but uh and we're gonna be trying to bring him back in 2021 uh to new york but he's going to be a top 10 artist that you're going to be seeing up there with like Dustin Lynch and Justin Moore. Mm -hmm. Um, and you guys had him early on. And that's what I appreciate about some of the venues. They trust me to bring in these artists that many people haven't heard of, but those that's when you want to see them. Like, um, when lady, uh, not lady and Bellum, but, um, little big town came out or, uh, the band Perry, Mm -hmm. I caught them at their first or second show. Actually, my daughter and I know Brian and Tyler, from Florida Georgia line. We saw them at their first show in New York. Really? Um, when they were part of the Kingsford charcoal pop-up tour tent, huh. uh, they, they had like a little, you know, little, you know, your little pop-ups mm-hmm. sponsored by Kingsford charcoal. They had one CD out, two t-shirts and now look at them. That's crazy. It's amazing. You know, so get out there, get out there and see these artists that we're bringing up now because I mean, the next time you might see them, you know, you might be paying a hundred dollars to see them at a bigger venue. What I always get a kick out of is my, my daughter is, uh, her mind's like a little vault for music. Like she hears something and she'll remember it forever. And some of the people that have come through Sunny Hill, we'll see. And it's maybe somebody we've never heard of before and they're good and they'll play an original song or two. And then it's the next year down the road sometime we'll be listening to the radio and my daughter will be like, Hey, this guy was at Sunny Hill. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how do you remember this? But like, I mean, that's just so cool to me for, for us to be able to bring that to, you know, to you guys and to the other venues that we work with around the country that, you know, we're out there searching for talent mm-hmm. and we, we know, um, it is our job, like with any job, you know, you're only known by your worst last act. Right. So, you, you know, you gotta, everything that we do, we do the research, we go as, you know, we, we go to Nashville consistently um to see these guys perform in nashville see what their draw is in nashville and just to see if it's at the level especially you know sony hills one thing but when you know i buy for the casinos you know i don't have a second chance right 
you got to come out there and you got to be at least as good as your lowest act that you bring there. Mm -hmm. So how do you, so basically you're just constantly going, say to Nashville, um, Kentucky, Ohio, all over Indianapolis, all over the country. And just basically looking for good. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll get, we get a lot like Jake Dodds, um, Jake, um, Jake, um, I'm trying to think of, uh, hang on, like six string crossing. Mm-hmm. I love those who you guys. guys who you guys love. Um, all those guys were sent to me by somebody that another A and R person mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, just just if you get a chance, check these guys out." And like with you guys being being more of a music connoisseur now, when you hear better music, you can hear okay, and mm-hmm. you can talk to your friends. But when you hear Six String Crossing coming on or Jake Dodds coming on, you you stop talking. You start yep. listening. Yep. And that's kind of when we hear that, um, I'll get some live footage, I'll contact the artist. And then, you know, from there, it's, you know, do we make the trip, you know, and go out and see, check them out live. And, you know, we don't even let them know that we're coming into town. So we want to see what they are, you know, at, at as right. they, in their normal habitat. Right, right, say. right. So, in the wild. You know, yeah, in the wild. So we'll show up and they go out and kill it and you know, they'll see my face in the crowd and they're like, I can hear them whispering to their buddies like shit, Brian's here. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we need to, st- it's like dad's home. We got to step it up. Right. Right. Um, but I mean, none of the artists that, that we've brought through, I mean, we, we've, we've let a couple artists go. Um, the, the problem sometime with a lot of artists is once, once they start getting bigger, they forget who they were when they started mm-hmm. and the, how they, treat management or how they treat fans or how they interact with fans. Um, we see it before anybody does. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, there's none of the artists that we work with that are a A level or B level artists because they don't need management. Right. You know, they are, they already have years of management behind them, but those artists that we've, you know, had, unfortunately let go through the years, they, they understand that when we let them go, other management companies won't work with them because if we're, if we bring them and have, you know, we're their routing for New York and Pennsylvania, New England, if there's, Oh, if we let them go, there's always a reason why. And man, other management will go, I don't want no part of it. If they let him go, then why would we keep him? Because of, you know, if they give him a problem, they're going to give us a problem. You know, I've always wondered, especially it seems like the music business is, it, it seems like from a layperson like myself that one day um, a great talent just appears on TV and uh, ta-da, they were discovered and now they have a hit song and everything just took off. But when you start hearing and reading about these people's stories, they grinded and grinded and grinded. I mean, they were in every honky tonk and bar and podunk yep. <laughs> campground <laughs> anywhere <laughs> putting in their time. And, uh, what I've always wondered about is how how do you, as somebody that's, you know, obviously trying to manage and and, um, and help these folks along, there there has to be something that happens when you're you have your nose to the grindstone and you're just um, working, 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 and then all of a sudden you start to to catch some traction and start to become famous ish, and uh, how how do you keep that in check? How do you keep those people grounded? Because it would seem like I, I've heard people call it like a uh, doc itis after doctors get yeah. to medical school, yeah. they start yeah. making money and they just go kind of crazy a little bit trying to, you know, finally I've made it sort of thing. Um, when in fact there's still a bit of a journey to go before you quote unquote made it. 
So right. how do you, how do you deal with that? Like how do you how do you keep that in check? And what's the is there is there a secret sauce or is everybody no no or? no? It's it's we we tell all of our artists that um, I always go back to my mother and I say that one of the best lessons she taught me is that if you have a friend who's never disagreed with you, <laughs> they're not your friend, <laughs> right? And so I go, I tell them from my youngest artists, like Sydney Irving up to my national guys, um, we have Matt Rogers coming up, uh, to Sunny Hill this year. He, he's, he's Grammy nominated. He sits on the Grammy committee and, uh, you know, we tell all of them, you know, we're here to tell you what our venues expect of you. Um, you haven't been here, so you, there's no way that you could understand what our venues need because every venue, if you go down South, they want to hear all originals and they want to hear old country. Mm-hmm. I come up to Sunny Hill or up to the Turning Stone. They, they like the old country, but they really want to hear stuff where they can drink beer and dance and, you right. know, shoot bags. You know, that's, what, right, right. That's, that's what you guys want. And, you know, those artists that we work with, you know, we tell them we're not here to tell you what to play, but we need to see your set list to let you know if it'll work or not. If mm-hmm. there's the minute they say, well, we, that we're just going to play what we play, we don't book them mm-hmm. because, you know, when it comes down to it, how how they perform on stage is only reflects back on us because they can do that show and walk away and say, we got our money. Who cares? But the venue owners look back at me and go, was it did Brian make a good decision? <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> like right. I'm looking over my shoulder, Brian, that was not a good decision. So, you know, we just tell all our artists, you know. I, I, the, the brutal thing that I can say, and I'll say this whether I should or not, I, I tell my artist, listen, when you have 5,000 people in front of you, you can wear your thongs and tube top and sing whatever you want. But until you can pack that place every time you play here, I'm not a conformist, but in turn, you, you have to conform because you're an employee right. of the venue you're playing at. And they're counting on you to draw people. Right. And I that's what I was kind of wondering, you know, because artists by their name is their artists, you know, they're creative yep. people and they obviously usually, uh, march to a little bit of a different beat than the rest of us. And yeah, nobody uh, hears that weird beat. Yeah. So I, I, I just, as someone that's had employees and have had to manage people and stuff, I yep. can't imagine doing that job. I, I just it's, look at that. It's, it's, it's like I said, it's really tough. You know, like John, we do, like you said, you know, we, we look at the artist and we look where, where they play, you know, we get, we get, probably 50 to 60 emails or EPKs, which are electronic press kits that artists send to us a month. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the people are like, well, how do you go through them all? How do you listen to them all? We don't listen to them all. We go through and we look at their social media because that's, ex- that's just as important as how good you can sing because if you can't sing your social media is not going to be good. Right. Um, I mean, and you're not going to have a fan base. So we go, we go look and see if they have that little blue check mark after their name, which is important. Um, that tells you that, that they're a verified artist or they're that verified person, mm-hmm. um, which it takes, it's not, nobody you c- just can't go and get a blue check mark. It takes a lot of, right. you know, there's a lot of wrangling around to get that. Um, but we check their social media. We check at the event. We check and see where they play the level of the venues they play. If they're playing it, I call it Joe's gas and sip. Mm-hmm. If they're playing at Joe's gas and sip. Um, and they have 180 shows. That's all well and good, but they're not playing at my casinos that are super high end. Mm-hmm. And you, you you can't guarantee that they have any understanding of how a casino works versus playing Joe's Gas and Sip, right? Right. So you know we just do we have to do a lot of research because as you know we 
we haven't let, you know, our casinos down. You know, we don't let Sunny Hill down. We always try and bring the, the next best to try and up our game every time. That's awesome. Um, so Sydney, she's, she's very young, isn't she? she, is she 17, 17, 17. And when did she start? Cause I think I've been seeing her name for, yeah, you've been seeing it up around. For... Um, she started when she was, uh, 13. Wow. Um, she's taking guitar lessons. No vocal lessons. Um, is really cool. She was just named, um, the, the international singer songwriter association is the largest music association in the world right now. It's uh 350,000 members. Um, she was just named in August the Young Adult Artist of the Year, um, gold because wow. they 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 do gold, silver, and bronze. Um, she was named the gold. That that's thirteen to eighteen thousand people entered in that category. Insane! That's awesome. She she's her voice is incredible. It's yeah. She's got the little rock, little badass mm-hmm. in her. Her her dad is uh, her dad owns a skate shop, skateboard shop. Oh yeah, uh, and a skateboard park. So. Uh, he reminds me of Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Yeah, where's his pants too low? So I see his butt crack all the time. He's just a, a hippie throwback, but it gave her some really good um, grounding. You know, Tom Petty, Dio, Ryan Adams. Sure. You know, sure. all these all these artists that were real musicians and real artists um, instead of some of the fluff that we have out there today. I saw her doing a, some Dio. I don't. I it popped yeah. up on my social media. It was I don't know a week or so ago, maybe. Rainbow in the dark. It was awesome. I stopped. Yeah, she, it's great. It's cool. She actually was. Um, so, uh, Ronnie James Dio's from Cortland, New York. Um, or, well, he's, he's dead, but you know he was from Cortland, New York, and the Rods. Um, he was the Rods were his original band. Um, they have what's called Dio Days in Cortland every year. She's the only local artist that they have come up and perform really. And she started doing that when she was 14 years old. Wow. That's cool. It's, it's just, yeah, it's, I'm looking forward to you guys seeing her down the stone hill. Cause she's, you guys will dig her. Her set list is very expansive and you know, she's a young artist that listens. Mm-hmm. Um, she never, I tell everybody, I'm not going to pat you on the ass. I'm here to tell you what you did wrong or what you need to fix. Right. Right. Because you know, people have said, or artists are like, why don't you ever tell me what I did good? And I'm like, you're playing at sunny hill. Mm-hmm. There's only X amount of shows here, or you're playing at the Turning Stone, or you're playing at, <coughs> or you're playing at Foxwoods Casino. You know, you're, if you're playing at these level of venues, I don't need to pet you on the ass. That's that's all you need. You're you're here, right? You know, that should be more than enough to say, "Wow, man, we got in this venue that we could have never gotten into." Right, right, right. So, as long as people are happy, you're doing good. Yeah, that's it. I mean, and listen, any of us, you, you me, your kids, my kids, doesn't matter how good you are at a sport that you know with artists are the same the minute that you think that you're somebody mm-hmm. i mean when did you play stadium show last time <laughs> is what i say to people i'm like are you kenny chesney playing stadium shows then how good are you but, you know are you tim mcgraw are you florida georgia line are you know who who are you you know cody johnson mm-hmm. you know don't think that you're until you ascend to that level and those artists are always striving to do more right so you think you saw a little glimpse of fame? You haven't seen anything. What I was shocked by, we went to, I've been to Nashville a couple times, but usually it's on a buddy trip and sure. we, we end up just going to one bar and then it starts to get hit. And then drinking your faces off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. So last, oh, it was last January, it was well before the COVID nonsense uh, started and shut everything down. The um, uh, My wife and another couple went. 
And we actually went from bar to bar to bar and took in all the different music. And it was all of a sudden I realized like, holy crap, like there's so many good people here. I, cu- I couldn't get over how much talent was just as you're walking down the street from bar to bar to bar. And then it, I started to think like, how hard is it to actually break through if all these people are this good? Are that good. Like, and I, I'm, I'm with you, John. The thing like um, we, we've brought, uh, I've only brought one artist that I've seen down there. His name is, uh, if you get a chance to look him up, his name's Anthony Oreo. Um, is that his real last name? Uh, yeah, it's O R I O. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Although I, I, I'll send you a picture. I got a shirt. It's a blue shirt that it looks like the Oreo logo on it. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Small says Oreo. Um, but we saw him. Um, I went down there with my partner, and he just knew how to put on a show. Mm-hmm. He was dancing all over the stage. You know, as you well know, anybody, if you're a musician playing down there, you're good. I mm-hmm. mean, if you're, I shouldn't say that. If you're playing at, at, at the first floor of Tootsie's, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're okay. You know, second floor, you're better. Anthony Oreo yep. is always on the third floor. He plays the Kid Rocks and Blake's plays and all that. Um, but that's not what he wants to do. You know, when he's in town, he'll play those, but he tours also. You know, the good artists don't play in Nashville. They live in Nashville because it's easy to record there. Um but most of the artists are in North Carolina, Georgia, um, and they travel to Nashville because it's, you know what, it's just too damn expensive to pay fifteen hundred dollars a month for a eight hundred foot, you know, apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's you know really what it is. But the that's why I kind of when I hear just because of traveling, when I go to a different city and I hear, you know, people ask me, "Go, oh, you got to go see this local band. They're amazing, and and they're they're very good." for where they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a knock. I mean, all these guys have jobs. This isn't what their career is. They're just out there playing covers and being mm-hmm. happy to, you yep. know, make some money and have some fans. But when I hear people brag and I'm like, go down to Nashville for one day and then come back and tell me how good you are. Right. <laughs> right. You know, or, or those, those people who I, I worked with artists that we no longer work with um, because, you know, their egos got big, but they're like, I'm moving to Nashville and, I always go to up here. You're neat. You're a needle in a haystack of needle or a needle in a haystack mm-hmm. down there. You're a needle in a haystack of needles. Mm-hmm. There, you're, there's Just so how many. there's too many of them. And it, when you come down there new, you can't get your foot in the door anywhere. There's a line of people and they're playing for free. You know, all these people are playing for free. They're playing for tips. Unless you're playing on the third floor or in the bigger venues. Mm-hmm. You're playing for free. Wow. Now flip, 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 flip. Yeah. Flip that too, though, that the bigger bands, I'm, I don't know if you, if you were there when they're passing the bucket around, mm-hmm. they'll make $2,000 in tips. Wow. So that's where the money is. You know, even, okay. even the, yeah, even the third floor of some of those places, um, they might get five, 800 bucks maybe, mm-hmm. but they, you know, if they hit, they, they, if they play the right set list and you know, they created their draw, they make bad money, and the other area where they make money is they have a they have a book up on the stage, <laughs> and that book has songs that they do not want to sing, <laughs> such as Wagon Wheel, um, any anything Luke Combs, any of that stuff. <clears throat> and so, like Wagon Wheels, a hundred bucks. People drop a hundred bucks in there all day to have you sing it. Really? Wow. Yeah, they'll make you know the good pants. They'll make you know five hundred, eight hundred bucks in songs. 
Right, just playing those ones that people just playing, have to hear. People want to hear you sing it. Right, right, right. Sweet Caroline, all those, you know. <laughs> Freebird. <laughs> Freebird. Well, that's 200 because it's two songs because it's so freaking long. Right. Oh. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, so, yeah. That's, the, how, that's, how, that's where they're making their money. But like I said, the, the real artists, you know, the, the artists that you see down there are are usually those dreamers, kind of like the, the hot chicks who go to L.A., um, mm-hmm. that, are, that are working in, you know, uh, hospitality and all that. That's what most of these band people are doing. They're, they're working at the Westin and they're, you know, they're working at the hotels and mm-hmm. <clears throat> a loft and all those where that's, they got to make a living because it's not going to be off their music. It's a great dream. And, you know, John, if you and I were, you know, 18 to 21 and we were good looking and could sing and all that, we, we could do it too. Sure. Sure. It's, it's a great, it's a good life experience. Um, it teaches you humility, which is always, you can't teach that. You got to learn it yourself. Right. So, yeah, that, so here's, here's something I've been wondering about, and it sounds like you've been doing this a long, long time. Um, how has social media changed everything? Because one of the things that I love about YouTube in particular is I find people that I, there's no way I would have ever discovered them in real life. Correct. Um, I'm just, you know, I put it on and I listen to a song I like, and then maybe I hear it suggests another song, and all of a sudden I'm a fan of somebody that I've never even ever heard anybody mention before. So the exposure from that has to be great, but also you have the other side where um, you, you have to worry a little bit about your artist not causing any sort of social dilemmas yeah. on the other with, side. With the way things are today. Right. Well, you know, the the, the social media is, uh, is it's extremely important. You know, my 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 people pick on me um, because you know I'll go to pick up my daughter at school. I'll say, "Are you, are you on Snapper Chat?" And they're like, "Dad, it's not Snapper Chat." <laughs> um, you know, Facebook was obviously the huge media. Um, mm-hmm. it, it still it still is the strongest media. Uh, young artist Instagram is, is the leading uh, social media. Mm-hmm. For them that's what they need to be on um as, as far as um the media we like i had said when we research artists if we don't see them keeping themselves relevant i don't care how good you are if your fans don't see you like even through all of this you know the our signed artists they're required to do a song of the week mm-hmm. one song a week it takes you 10 minutes to do it it's not a big deal and it keeps you in front of your fans right keeps them um, top of mind yeah, I, I, I've seen artists that we no longer work with when I go back and look at their page. They haven't posted anything in months. Mm-hmm. But I know that I'm going to be getting a call when all this breaks saying, hey, can you get us a show? And the, the casinos, you know, we the, my meetings with the casinos, same thing. They're like, they haven't stayed relevant. So why would people come out and see them now when they've forgotten who they are? Right. So you almost need to, especially this time, it seems like there's going to be a giant pet up, pent up demand for for shows and just to get out as soon as this is all over and things can go back hopefully to normal yeah people are going to want to get out and, and see shows like I'm, yeah, and, I and I'm dying to yeah and there's going to be and you get it john there's a backlog of those shows that were for 29 or for 2020 that a lot of venues i mean my casinos don't book anything that's standard or substandard or substandard or just good um the new turning stone director of entertainment you know, he came in uh, two years ago, and it's he, he came from outside the area. He came from uh, the Midwest, where he runs another casino. 
and the um, <clears throat> the person who was doing the entertainment booking um, booked a lot of local bands. Mm-hmm. Not 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 a knock, but those bands became just used to being able to get good money and just show up and play to a packed house. Mm-hmm. Um, the new the new regime came in and uh, um, they canceled thirty no thirty uh, between thirty eight and forty two bands. Wow, that are no longer playing there. They're like, listen, if you went to the if you went to Las Vegas or Foxwoods Casino or any of these larger casinos, which the Turning Stone is one of the largest in New York, you wouldn't expect to see a local band there. No. You want to see high-level entertainment. You want to hear somebody out of Nashville. Maybe you haven't heard of them, but if you look them up and they have a blue check mark and they have videos that have over a million streams, you're like, okay, this is really somebody. Having a local band that has 732 fans and has four cell phone videos doesn't cut it. Right. And that's that was one of the weird things that when we first started going to Sunny Hill, because um, we used to travel around quite a bit, and then we decided to go permanent up there because it was actually our favorite place to go. So we'll just go there. Mine too. I can I can always get alcohol there. Right. <laughs> it's easy to find. Uh, but what was weird is you'd you'd hear a name and maybe like a Jake Dodds this is a perfect example. A few years ago, I I didn't hear of him, didn't really know the name, and then you like, oh, this guy's coming this weekend. So you jump on YouTube or somewhere or Google him and you're like, holy shit, like this guy's he's a real deal. Yeah, he's a real deal. That is cool. You know, like that's that's pretty cool. So with those casinos, is it more like people are there gambling and or staying there or whatever? And then they just take in a show as part of the whole thing or do casinos actually draw? Well, yeah, no. um, So Turning Stone's a little bit different than a lot of um uh, of other casinos like Stir Niagara. Um, I don't book there because basically if, if you're a band playing there, you're playing on the casino floor in mm-hmm. front of slot machines. And I'm like, I don't want, I don't want my art. It's that's kind of our, our mindset is we try and even if we get less gigs, it's uh the whole um, Tom Cruise movie. What was that? Uh, Jerry Maguire, mm-hmm. less venues, better quality is is our mindset for our artists so when we you know, like the turning stone they have a dedicated area um as a matter of fact you know i've been blessed with you know a bunch of you guys that every year will come up for pack everybody in a van and you know bring 15 people up to see last year um a bunch of them came up from um from megan and the Beddows to mm-hmm. you know everybody else came up um to the turning stone to catch jake's show at the turning stone Turning Stone actually has what's called Exit 33. So it has the Tin Rooster, which is a country venue. Then it has the Gig, which is a rock venue. And then it has Turquoise Tiger, which is pretty much indie rock, all mm, of that stuff. That's cool. Uh, so that's it's a great venue. People love it because uh, um, it's very dedicated. Um, you know, I'll send you a video of Jake Dodd's last show there. Um, there was a line. There was probably 600, 700 people in line. Wow to get into the tin rooster that's cool um the, from where the casino is to where exit 33 is i'd say it's about 150 yards it was to the end of 150 yards of four people in a row all the way to the front door wow so it's just you know putting the right artist on the right night mm-hmm. um casinos casinos are great um it gives a lot of young artists to me it gives them some false sense of how good they are because i'm bringing them to a venue that's already packed right it's not. It's a built-in crowd. Mm-hmm. So you know, them bringing 
when, you know, we, we make our artists, you know, promote it heavily. When I see cell phones up taking video, that's when we know that they brought people. Right. Right. They're fan of those. They're fan base. Right. They're fan base. Exactly. Or when I see, you know, like from down where you guys are, when I get the register list of guests that are coming in um, to the hotel and I see names that I know, you know, I pass that on to the casino saying these, these guys are driving pretty much from Pennsylvania. Mm hmm you know, to come here. And that gives, you know, that gives those artists like Jake and, you know, some of these other artists, Extreme Crossing, that gives them, you know, we want them back because those people are, you know, getting $300 rooms, you know, 10 of them. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, they're dropping, I mean, if they're coming up here, they're dropping, you know, 500 bucks each couple at least. Right. Right. Yeah. It's definitely adds up quick. It does. It really does. Cool. And again, your question, sorry, got off the question. The, the casinos, even with the big shows, John, um, like when we have Brantley Gilbert or we have really large artists that come to the event center, which fits uh, 8,500, I believe, 8,500 or 10,000. Um, those shows are only 90 minutes because we want them in. We want them to see the show. And we want their asses back out on the, on the, on the gaming floor. Sure. In and I mean, that's just how casinos work. They don't, we don't, they don't do three hour shows. Right. The, the, the tin rooster, we, we, the tin rooster is from 1030 till, uh, 1230, whatever, somewhere in there. Um, but you know, th that, that crowd is making up not gaming because they're drinking their faces off. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they really are at like eight bucks a beer, which is ridiculous. That's cool. So what, how are you okay on time? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, good. Um, what, so what's the best show you've ever seen? You've seen a, probably a million of them, but if there was one in particular that show wise, it doesn't even have to be one that you were involved yeah. with. Uh, this is going to sound weird. Cause you know, my, my, on, on Facebook, I'm Jim Buffett, uh -huh. Jimmy Buffett by far puts on the best shows. Um, it's, it's not even, I, I'm not a grateful dead fan. Um, but it's, it, it's reminiscent of a grateful dead show. The, if you've ever gone to one, people get there in the parking lot at like seven o'clock in the morning and they set up pools. They bring in sand. They bring <laughs> in buses that are, that have a pool in the back. Um, it, it's, it's a all day event. So it's not like you're going to see the show for two hours and leaving. Um, a Jimmy Buffett concert, pretty much like Sunny Hill. I could walk from trailer to trailer all day long and get a beer from each and every one of you and be like, Hey, come back if you need another one. Right. Right. I mean, Everybody's that's kind of the, that's yeah. That's the the good feeling, you know. That I think I remember as a kid, um, we had um, a venue up here. It's called Weed Sport Speedway. Um, back in the day, so if you're asking the best shows, I was a kid. I had hair and a mullet. I'm sure. <laughs> um, I saw uh, they had the best shows. So it was on a racetrack. Um, you know, it was all general admission, nothing fancy. Um, Thirty eight special, Van Halen and Motley Crue. Oh, sweet. Like one show, I looked at the ticket, eighteen dollars. Uh. <laughs> you you couldn't you couldn't even park for eighteen dollars no. nowadays. You couldn't even get near the place for eighteen dollars. <laughs> no, but but by far, I mean, my the the artists that we work with, you know, Jake Dodds and Six String Crossing, Six String Crossing puts on a hell of a show, dude. It's the, they're one of my absolute favorites that I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, just, they just they they know how to get the crowd interact. You know, when Comic comes out there and gets everybody in the circle dancing, it's just yeah. It's it's. Were you there, John, when it was still a tent? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so you get it. So like one of the first times they came, it was that little crappy stage underneath the tent. Yep. Yep. And and I still remember that. I I remember Wayne going to me. 
man, I, I never thought anybody would ever be better than Jake Dodds. <laughs> and then you bring six string crossing and it's, and it's, I, I hate to use the word better. It's just different. Right. They're, they're more it's of just, a, like a party type atmosphere. Yeah. They're, yeah, well, that's usually because there's usually six sheets into the wind by the time we all start. <laughs> well, we, we, I always, I always try and get all these boys um, to uh, this. This year, my routing, I'm, I'm going to make it a two day, so I'll, I'll bring up the artist, um, most likely on a Friday to the Turning Stone, and then I'll send them. Um, we'll finish the show that night, drive back to Sunny Hill that night, so that they actually have a whole day and Sunday to hang out with you guys. That's cool. Cause everybody wants to hang out with them. I mean, or any of the artists that we bring up, it's just cool to be able to do that. That's why Sunny Hill is such a great uh, venue because you're getting to hang with the next level of artists. And I'm telling you, and you get it when you see them break out, you're gonna be like, I have a picture of me six beers yep. in with this guy. Yeah. And what's, but he couldn't shoot bags worth shit. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, what's, what's funny about that up there is, there's there's so many people up there and if you're up there all the time you kind of know all the people that are up there you've at least sure. seen them before and sure but when the the bands are going like last summer um there'd be somebody walking around and you kind of spot this person that's out of place we'll say yeah and you're like you don't belong here yeah you're like well that's a different guy but you just assume it's somebody camping up in the infield like a weekend person right and right. then later that night they're on the stage like kicking ass and you're like what <laughs> Like that? Who's that sketchy MFer? Yeah, like that's amazing. Like it, it blows my mind. Yeah, like, like it's funny because like looking at Judd, you're mm-hmm. like, who's that tall rapper <laughs> walking? He does absolutely not fit here. Right. Well, what we sometimes the they have the cabins down below us right there. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so we'll be sitting there and we're watching people come in, and we're always like. Is this the band or just some weird people? <laughs> you know, it's usually it's usually the beard band, which is weird people. <laughs> uh, and then a little while later, you're like, oh, these guys are cool. So, yeah. you know what? What uh, what's good, John? If uh, if you share this with your people, that um, I'm meeting with Wayne next week, but uh, I posted the Tennessee Werewolves okay. uh, to, to the Sunny Hill page. Look them up. We have them coming uh, tentatively Memorial Day weekend. Oh, cool. Uh, they are a badass. It's a female, uh, driven band. Okay. Um, it's kind of a cool story. So her father is lead guitar. Her brother is drummer. And take a look at some of their videos. I mean, they're, they're in the millions of their videos. Um, they, they, they're out of Nashville, but they have a residency at, uh, one of the coolest places on earth is called whiskey, a go, go in, uh, Los Angeles. That's cool. I mean, and those, that's a stage where like, uh, Creed plays and mm-hmm. uh, Foo Fighters and you know uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Like it's just so cool to have a band like that coming to Sunny Hill. That is, I'll look them up. I'll put I'll put the links to all these different ones in like the show notes. If anybody wants to click on it, they can. That's great. I'll take them right to the. TV and I'll send you that Jake. I'll send you that Jake Dodds video from the Turning Stone. That's cool. Well, cool man. Well, this has been great. I I uh, I, I love it. I love oh, the music and yeah, I, I, I do. I mean, I appreciate you guys and it's uh, <clears throat> this, the music industry is not the most thankful part of the industry. You know, you guys get to see me when it's after all the work is done and all the drama is over with, mm-hmm. I get to, you know, come and hang out with you or my other venues, you know, everybody's like, you're working. Why are you drinking? I'm like, cause my work is done. 
if, if they're here and they're and, they're, and they can still and they're still sober enough to get up on stage, my work's done. Yep, you did it. <laughs> you you actually, I was telling my wife this. Uh, I don't know if it was this summer. I said he, he, you're like one of the happiest appearing people I've ever seen I in am. my entire life. I am. <laughs> like every it's time just... I see you, it looks like you're just. Everything's great. Like, well, you know why? Because I'm at Sunny Hill, so why can't why wouldn't everything be great? There you go. <laughs> but I mean, it, and the other part, John, like I said, it's the it, what I do on my side of the job. It, it's pretty much thankless. You know, I I don't get the the and I don't want it. I'm not here for you know the glitz and glamour that my artists get. I'm mm-hmm. I'm there. I mean, I, I I'm just proud to be able to work with high-end venues, you know, that I've spent 20 years building a relationship with because this industry nowadays has become people just want to make a phone call and say, "Hey, Wayne, I got a great band, can you book them?" Right. And, you know, fortunately we've gotten to the point uh, with our relationships through through the casinos and venues like Sunny Hill that, you know, we'll meet with them before the year starts. And they'll say, okay, what do you have for me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, just like with any casino, with Sunny Hill, it started out slow. You get a couple shows a year. And, you know, this year it really sucked. We had 12. Right. You know, but, I mean, we're Rain, Wayne's going through and, you know, we're rebooking and, you know, working on some new artists that are going to be breaking out. And uh, we're excited to see you guys again. That's cool. So how, just out of curiosity, are you a mus- musician yourself or? No, I can play the flutophone. <laughs> Or the kazoo when I'm drunk. <laughs> that's it. <huh? laughs> that's that's about all I'm interested in. I have to listen to them enough. I don't. Because my daughter, my funny enough, my daughter has. Um, <clears throat> when she was little, you know, I, I she'd always be able to come with me and get the all access passes to the shows. She actually has. Um, I did a show with uh, Dirk Bentley hmm. up here in Syracuse, and I I worked with him. But I was at the show, and and I it was a weird show, and I did I wasn't thinking of my daughter. I I just wanted I didn't want pit i wanted just general admission mm-hmm. i wanted to see the show <clears throat> which kind of sounds weird and it's not a uh talking down i wanted to see the show from where most normal people right if i wasn't in the business where i would be sitting and i want to see how good the show is so uh, oddly enough if, if i wasn't in the business this would have never happened so they see my daughter and i stand up dancing and and one of his tour people who didn't know me came up and said here we dirk wants you to come up and sit up go go in the pit my daughter's like, I'm like, okay, so it would, John, if, if, if I didn't have access to the pit anyways, it would have never happened. Right. So anyway, so we go up into the pit and my daughter, you know, was, I think five and she was sitting on my shoulders and you know, when a little kid's sitting on your shoulders, flailing her arms and mm-hmm. banging her elbow into your head, your head's down kind of. So the stage was almost eye level and I heard the crowd going crazy and I saw Dirk's, his old uh, duct tape boots right in front of me and they're screaming. I couldn't understand what the noise was. And I, She'd always hit me in the head with her elbows, and I, I felt something like an elbow, but it felt like a lot heavier. Mm-hmm. He gave her his uh, Grammy uh, Telecaster. Oh, really? Yeah, and it, it was funny because uh, when anything from the Grammys, it's 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 a it's a security issue. So what they do is the we they, he gave us the guitar, and security surrounded us. And Hannah's like, "Do I have to give it back?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, honey." And so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know what she had. So, I mean, I knew she had a guitar. So we walked over and they're like, well, th- this is, this is from the Grammys. Wow. So what we're, we have the paperwork, uh, the authentic, what, what's the word? Authentic. Auth- I came to it. Well, yeah. You know, you the know paper that proves about. it's real. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> we, we dummy it down for you guys out here. Um, so we, uh, they, uh, actually, when we, we left, 
they actually had a car follow us till we got on the highway. Wow. That's wild. And here it sits in my case. That's... She used to beat, she, dude, she used to beat that thing. I, I, I go in her room and she's like, bam, 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 bam. I'm like, honey, <laughs> honey, honey, that's a great guitar. So I, find, I finally got her ukulele pick instead of a hard pick. There so it wasn't that bad. And then uh, it wasn't, it was a year later. We were at the state fair, the last, um, last show that they had before they knocked down the grandstands. And Brad Paisley was playing. And she got his Grammy guitar, which oh, wow. I, 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 I had no, I didn't know people were giving away guitars. I no so idea. I would, I would, I would have tried to be a pretty young five-year-old. <laughs> right. But, uh, so here they sit in my office. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's just, it's nice, you know, and you get it. It's music is a family thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, it brings people close. You can push them apart, but you know, the good music just brings people together. And I think in this time, you know, that we're dealing with when this all breaks, you know, we're just going to be happy to see all you guys and, you know, artists getting back on the road and, you know, it's going to be a hell of a show or else they're going to get their asses handed to them. I'm like, you had a year. (laughs) (laughs) You practiced. Why didn't you You better do something? (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's funny. Well, cool, man. Thank you you for reaching out to me, John. I appreciate it. I miss you guys. Yeah. We, we miss all you guys. So hopefully uh, sometime soon. Well, I guess we have to wait till spring, but uh, maybe something else will pop up. We can make a trip and come see some stuff. So, absolutely, my friend. I'll send you the links to Sydney Irving okay. and to um, and to Jake Dodds, and then maybe you can share that with your people. All right, man. Much appreciated, my friend. You call me anytime. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. You guys have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye. See you.